Section 139 of United States Senate Election Expulsion and Censure Cases, 1793-1990, by Ann M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Case 137, John A. Durkin, 1936 to present, versus Louis C. Wyman, 1917 to present, New Hampshire. Election case, December 27, 1974, to July 30, 1975. Issues, contested election, recount of disputed ballots. Chronology. Petition of contest filed December 27, 1974. Referred to committee December 30, 1974. Committee report January 13, 1974. Referred back to committee January 28, 1975. Committee report May 22, 1975. Senate vote July 30, 1975. Result, seat declared vacant, new election held. Background. In 1973, Norris H. Cottons, Republican of New Hampshire, announcement of his plans to retire from the Senate the next year, thrust New Hampshire politicians into a vigorous contest for the seat. The fall campaign of 1974 pitted the youthful Democrat John A. Durkin, who had served as the state's insurance commissioner, against the conservative, widely known Republican representative Louis C. Wyman. With a solid record of public service and good political connections, Wyman anticipated an easy victory in his traditionally Republican state. Surprisingly, on November 5th, the expected Republican landslide failed to materialize as Wyman's lead dwindled to a mere 355 votes out of more than 200,000 cast. Durkin charged voting irregularities, demanded a recount, and declared, It's still a horse race. On November 27th, after completing the recount, the Secretary of State named John Durkin the winner by 10 votes and the governor issued him a conditional certificate of election. Louis Wyman promptly appealed to the New Hampshire State Ballot Law Commission, a move Durkin tried to check by legal maneuvers that eventually involved all levels of the New Hampshire courts. Durkin's attorney also sought an injunction in federal court to send the matter directly to the U.S. Senate, but on December 18th, a federal district court denied the request. The ballot commission therefore conducted its own partial recount and announced on December 24th that Wyman was the victor by two votes. Republican Governor Meldrum Thompson, Jr. therefore issued a certificate of election to Louis Wyman on December 27th and rescinded Durkin's credentials, explaining that he had issued them prematurely. Wyman himself, however, still urged a new election as the best solution. With Durkin stripped of his credentials and a distressed public calling for a new election, it became increasingly clear 
that the stalemate would be taken to the United States Senate for resolution. Statement of the case. Based on the constitutional provision that each House of Congress is the final arbiter of its elections, John Durkin, on December 27, 1974, filed a petition of contest with the U.S. Senate, which referred the matter to the Rules and Administration Committee's subcommittee on privileges and elections. Durkin challenged Wyman's right to the seat and defended the validity of the first recount. On January 5, 1975, Wyman filed a response requesting that the Durkin challenge be dismissed and that he be seated. Meanwhile, because Norris Cotton had resigned, effective December 31st, Governor Thompson appointed Wyman to fill the vacancy for the last few days of Cotton's term. Wyman thus became a senator for that brief period, although Congress was not in session at the time. The subcommittee began by holding a hearing, but after a day of acrimonious testimony, passed the matter to the full committee on rules and administration. When the full committee, made up of five Democrats and three Republicans, considered the matter on January 13th, it deadlocked four to four, first on a motion to seat Wyman without prejudice, and then on one to ask both Durkin and Wyman to stand aside, pending a review of the case. Democrat James Allen of Alabama, who believed strongly that Wyman should be seated provisionally because he presented valid credentials, voted with the Republicans both times to create the deadlock. The committee then unanimously decided that the contest should be brought before the full Senate. Response of the Senate When the Senate of the 94th Congress convened on January 14, 1975, with Democrats holding an overwhelming majority, John Durkin and Louis Wyman sat at separate tables at the back of the chamber as they listened to a floor debate rooted in party divisions. Pointing out that the New Hampshire courts had sustained the recall of Durkin's credentials, Republicans insisted that, since only Wyman possessed legitimate credentials issued by the governor, he should be seated without prejudice while the Rules Committee considered the matter. In the other contested election case facing the Senate at this time, they observed the body did in fact seat Henry Bellman, Republican of Oklahoma, while referring the issue to the Rules Committee, see Case 138. Democrats retorted that although there were no allegations of fraud against Wyman, there were charges of error in the recount, and there was ample precedent for asking both claimants to step aside. Under existing New Hampshire law, a new election could only be held in the case of a tie. And on January 6, 1975, the Supreme Court of New Hampshire had ruled that the state courts were not empowered to review a contested federal election. Since Durkin had exhausted the New Hampshire state procedures, it was now up to the U.S. Senate 
to resolve the conflict. Action was postponed for two weeks after both sides agreed to delay a vote on the issue until January 28th. In the meantime, the New Hampshire legislature, on January 22nd, adopted a measure providing for a new election if the Senate declared that a vacancy existed, and Governor Thompson himself carried the new state law to Washington. Wyman then asked the Senate to rule the New Hampshire seat vacant so that state officials would be free to order the new election. When January 28th arrived, however, the Senate, with Democrats voting in the majority, first refused either to seat Wyman provisionally or to declare the seat vacant, and then voted 58 to 34 to send the disputed New Hampshire election back to the Rules Committee. As James Allen complained on the Senate floor, refusing to seat a duly certified senator-elect was contrary to Senate precedent in cases where there were no allegations of fraud. This is a matter that should not be decided on the basis of party lines, he declared. After an additional three weeks of discussion, the Rules Committee on February 19th agreed to a procedure for recounting 3,500 disputed ballots. In attempting to weed out those that were not clearly controversial, the eight senators depended on a complicated system of, wherever possible, masking candidates' names and party affiliations on the ballots as they sought to interpret the confusing marks made by some voters. A special three-member auditing panel, consisting of the Democratic and Republican subcommittee councils and Senate Parliamentarian Emeritus Dr. Floyd M. Riddick, was to review any remaining disputed ballots. The committee adopted rules requiring this panel to reach unanimous agreement on any questioned ballot or return it to the Rules Committee for another evaluation. The ballots were brought from New Hampshire to Washington, where they were kept under guard, and the review continued from February through April. The carefully devised process turned out to contain so many opportunities for irreconcilable partisan conflicts, however, that the committee experienced a succession of tie votes on enough contested ballots to affect the outcome of the election. When the frustrated committee members realized in mid-May that they would be unable to agree upon which person to seat, they decided simply to go ahead and file a report. An accompanying resolution placed before the full Senate the questions the committee was unable to resolve as well as the disputed ballots on which the committee held tie votes. Having spent over 200 hours on the case, the Rules and Administration Committee had already established a new record for the time devoted to deliberating on a single subject. Then, beginning on June 11th, the full Senate proceeded to discuss the case for more than six weeks 
with Wyman and Durkin and their attorneys again observing in the back of the chamber. As a few Southern Democrats joined with the minority Republicans to ensure that the Democrats would not achieve the 60 votes needed to end debate, the Senate, over a period of several weeks in June and early July, took an unprecedented six cloture votes on the subject, none of which succeeded. Durkin continued to hold out for a Senate solution, even amid Republican taunts that he dared not face a second election, and his party colleagues supported him. With each passing day, however, Senators devoted less and less time to the New Hampshire dispute, turning their attention to other topics, as members of both parties recognized they were incapable of reaching a solution. By July 28th, the Senate had actually resolved only one of the 35 disputed points referred to it by the Rules Committee. Yet neither faction appeared willing to compromise. As the August recess approached, the Senate remained hopelessly deadlocked. On July 28th, the Washington Post ran an editorial charging that it would be incredible if the Senate were to go on vacation for a month without settling the New Hampshire Senate election case. The newspaper suggested that Wyman and Durkin should try to reach some agreement to settle the matter. Following up on the suggestion, Louis Wyman wrote to Durkin that day, urging him to support a new election. Durkin initially refused, but then on July 29th, reversed his earlier position and announced to a New Hampshire television audience his intention to agree to a new election. The next morning, July 30th, he reported this change to the Democratic leadership, thus relieving the Senate from further deliberations on the topic. Later that same day, the Senate voted 71 to 21 to declare the seat vacant as of August 8th. New Hampshire then arranged to hold a special election on September 16, 1975. Conclusion In a record-breaking turnout for a special election, New Hampshire voters gave Democrat John Durkin a convincing victory by a margin of more than 27,000 votes. As it happened, Norris Cotton, the innocent initiator of the events, administered the oath of office to Durkin. Once the Senate had declared the seat vacant, the New Hampshire governor had appointed Cotton to fill the vacancy, and he served from August 8th to September 18, 1975. In December 1975, the Senate agreed to reimburse Durkin and Wyman for a combined total of $227,000 in legal fees and to pay each of them $150 a day for the period from January to August 1975. The New Hampshire contest, the closest election in Senate history, had captured the attention of the national press. 
Citizens of New Hampshire were embarrassed by the flood of publicity, some of it very unfavorable. Weary of a dispute marred by vicious personal slurs and disturbed that the state had been left with only one senator for more than seven months, they wanted an end to the controversy. In fact, on July 30th, the governor and council of New Hampshire adopted a resolution that was immediately transmitted to Washington, threatening that if the Senate went on vacation without resolving the matter, the state attorney general should go to court to have senators' salaries withheld. As had been the case with so many of the contested elections handled by the Senate, the body was unable to avoid partisanship in its review and deliberations. Once the dispute reached the Senate floor, Republicans, fearing the Democrats planned to use their overwhelming numbers to declare Durkin the winner, managed to hold solidly together on vote after vote. They were joined on cloture votes by enough Southern Democrats to prevent the Senate from acting. The strategy did succeed in blocking action, but when combined with the Democrats' equally staunch support of Durkin, it led to a seven-month process that left the Senate appearing partisan, confused, and ineffectual to the American public. End of Case 137 and of Section 139